Welcome everybody out there at Divorce Devil. We have episode 7 coming up with Jeff. Jeff's a good friend of mine from DRW, Divorce Recovery Workshop, that I met a couple years ago. Been good friends. Uh, Jeff's been thinking about managing the stages of stress and how it is related to separation divorce. So say hi, Jeff. Hi, how are you all? Yeah, we're, we're happy to have Jeff. We've been trying to get together for weeks, and I'm glad we finally got together. So so, so managing the, the stages of stress and how it, it's related to separation divorce, uh, what's the big the big parts of that, those, those big three parts? There's, it starts with the ending, meaning the event that creates the stress. Um, it can be separation divorce. It can be the loss of a job, the loss of a family or a loved one. All those are ending events that cause you to have to move on in a new direction to create your own new beginning. But to get from the ending to the new beginning, there's the transition. And it's the transition that really can keep you stuck from moving on to the new reality or to the new beginning. The new beginning meaning the acceptance and the new energy of developing new relationships, experiences, and memories. But what happens in that journey through the transition, you find yourself at times going through an oscillation of back and forth from the ending, which is the event that, that caused you to move on and trying to seek the new beginning, but there's memories that creep back into your mind. It's almost subconsciously or almost automatically. It, it's something that catches you by such a surprise that at times it, you just get stuck. And for example, if, if you're something as simple as, as driving down the road or reading an article or seeing a TV show or... Um, going to shopping, anything that would cause you to relate back to an that causes you to relate back to an event from your from your marriage or from a previous job or from someone that uh, you lost, um, as far as you know, your mother, your father, maybe even a good friend who who passed away. So the transition itself is almost like healing. The transition is is yes, you have yeah. the transition causes the is, is what helps you heal, but at the same time you have to help yourself heal by recognizing those events for what they are. Acceptance. Acceptance. You've got to take the. You've wow. got to accept it Watch for out. what it is. Hey. So, and we were talking earlier. We were saying that the ending. Is actually the beginning, and the new beginning is actually the end result. Exactly, which is totally opposite of what what we what we started with. Sure, and I think if you go from the ending straight to the new beginning, and with no transition and and, and no acceptance, I think it's almost like a false new beginning. Like, and that new beginning is suspect to being chipped away. That's right. If you haven't gone through the transition. You have to go through the transition. You have to go through 
that period of, of understanding what has transpired and not dig too deep into it. Otherwise, you, you find yourself getting stuck in the transition trying to overanalyze what's really occurred. But just understanding that, yeah, it has happened. There are reasons behind it. Some you may not know. You may not ever know. Some you do know. Some you suspect. But at the same time is realizing that in that transition that you're going to have those types of experiences where it's going to trigger not only what has transpired, but your own self-doubt. And within that self-doubt, um, being able to accept it and know that it will get better. That doubt will go away. That question in your mind, what really happened, goes away. And you find yourself <clears throat> looking at it a bit more objectively than in the past. You, you probably have taken on, for me, I took on more of the blame than probably I needed to. Okay. Seems to me that you've taken the seven stages of grief and like turned it on its head and condensed it into something more simpler. Well, in a way it is. Yeah. Um, because there's all the seven stages of, of grief or is really in all aspects. I mean, that's a good way to look at it, David. Actually, when you look at those seven stages of grief, portions of it, all or, or some of them are in each one of those stages, whether it be the, the ending, the transition, or the new beginning. But by the time you get to the new beginning, that's when you still, you know, that's when you finally do get to uh, full acceptance. Like maybe I'm kind of repeating myself, but, you know, you finally get to the final stage of, 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 uh, of grief. So does yeah. that make sense? Or? Yeah, it does. It does. You know, and we talked about the seven emotional stages of grief, which are uh, shock or disbelief, denial, bargaining, guilt, anger, depression, and acceptance, hope. So the shock and disbelief can be the, the ending and then everything in the middle up to acceptance, hope, which is the new beginning. Okay. So, yeah. So that's, that's, that's exactly what it is. You've, you've, you've taken it and condensed it and made it simpler for everyone out there, Jeff. Oh, Unbelievable. Okay. Well, you know, and it, it really wasn't something, something that I had was given to me. It wasn't necessarily something that I've condensed. It's just something that actually this was uh, part of a presentation that was given to us at uh, the company I work for. And the reason is, is the company is going through a dramatic, dramatic uh, transformation, reorganization. And there's, uh, along with that, is, is uh, the ending, which is the old way of doing things. And within that, uh, the ending that was announced to us, this is, you know, we're no longer going to operate as we had in the past. And that's what you were used to, that's what you were comfortable with, that's what you understood, and you lost, people lost their job, people lost colleagues, um, and there's that 
seven stages of grief that you begin to have to go through. You have to accept the ending for what it is and find yourself managing that stress associated with it. Mm-hmm. And to do that, you go through that transition. So whether it's the loss of job or it's for me, it was the ending was when the note was found on the kitchen table one night when I came home and there was no longer my wife then had left, you know, that was the ending. And from that point forward, that started the transition. And my transition was slow. I was going to say, you know, the transition can last for years. And it does. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't, you can't go to a class, you know, the divorce recovery workshop and learn the transition. You, you can get the tools to go through it. But I, I don't think any one class is going to take that transition, turn us on, on, on its head and shift you to the new beginning. Right. You know, they, uh, they talked about a new beginning in one, one of the classes, one of the uh, subjects, uh, your new reality and accepted a new reality was part of the transition. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the, the, you're right. It does take a couple of years. And there are people who, who even if it's not a relationship, let's say it is the loss of a job or it is the loss of a loved one, that grief that goes with it, it's surprising how strong the thoughts and your holding on to it really affects you. It, 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 it's, it's more than you think it would be. You think that, okay, this is it. This is what I need to do. Uh, you make your list and you go through your list and you check it off. And if you check off all the things on the list, then you're supposed to be okay and move on. Yeah. But even after you do check those off and recognize them, there's thoughts and patterns and emotions that still flow through you that come back. And for some, some accept it and are able to deal with it better than others. Let me just tell you, even going through, I'm definitely at the new beginning, but every now and then you, you transition a little bit sometimes. Sure. You know, you'll, you'll transition backwards. You know, you get a thought or, or like you said, person, place or thing that reminds you of the old days and it's like, whoa, wait a minute. But that, but that transition is quicker, I think. And it's more succinct where, um, where when you're going through it, sometimes that transition can send you down the rabbit hole. That's true. But when you're at that new beginning, I think the transition is a lot easier to bounce back from. Yeah. So it's temporary. And it becomes a conscious practice more yep. than anything else from the standpoint that early on in your transition after the ending, I think it's still new being able to adapt and cope and move on. And it's sometimes it's, it's maybe you being stubborn that you don't want to move yet and you mm-hmm. don't want to accept it, but you in some way, in some way, you're, you're trying to move forward, but at some point, it's, at the same time, you don't want to because it's it's comfortable for you. It's comfortable. And maybe you're not ready. And maybe you're not ready. Yeah. 
you know, we've 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 definitely had that topic a, a few times. That's right. Yeah. Trying to be ready to move on. Oh, yeah. And uh, you know, like the an example is is I think well, this is the holiday season, and we're talking just before Christmas, and that certainly creates a whole new normal and a whole new beginning for a lot of people just because of, of the dynamic associated with the holidays and the, and the traditions and the memories and, the, and uh, the things that you held on to that made it such a joyous season. But at the same time, you know that it's no longer. It's no longer. So yeah, it's no longer the same. It's different. It's different now, but it, and it is. That's part of that new beginning is developing those new relationships, experiences, and memories, creating those for yourself. And part of it is is that yes, there are going to be some relationships that you hold on to, families and friends that will still endure after the ending has occurred, but still play a role in your life and still cause you to oscillate back and forth between the ending, the transition piece, you know, where it causes you to move back and forth. So, you know, I think that um, you never actually lose those memories, but I think new memories kind of take the place. They, they become a higher file level than the old memories. That's true. So those new, so the old memories are still there, they're not repressed, but it's just like a like a pecking order. The new memories take precedent over the old memories. That's right. So then you're able to uh, experience a new beginning. That's it. Fully. Exactly. So. Yeah, the memories of the past are, are exactly what they are. And the nice thing about memories and transitioning to the new beginning is you get to pick the memories that you want. Yep. So if there's, and, and we do that really as, as, as a protective mechanism. I, I think we all do that in some ways where the pain and, and the sorrow and those, those events and those, those bad memories, like you say, subside because of the new ones and your new experiences. But then you also decide, I don't need those memories anymore. You know, I don't want them. I want it. I, I here's what I select to know about the past, that ending, about whether it's that job that you had or if your your marriage or you know your family, you choose to accept and, and keep the things that help you su- and support you in your new mm-hmm. beginning. So yeah. You know, we're talking about uh, going going down the rabbit hole. I think the fact that you know the rabbit hole exists, you go down it less, less, less and less. Because when it's fresh, that rabbit hole comes quick and you cannot avoid it. But later, you know, doing between the transition and the, and, and the new beginning, it becomes a response, like you said, like a learned response that you can take the rabbit hole and jump over it. You know, there's a rabbit hole, boop. Jumping over it, exactly. You know, moving on to the next level, so exactly. Or yeah, you, you recognize that the rabbit hole is in front of you, yep. and you either jump over it or you sidestep it, but you you recognize it better. And then if you do step in it, you're better at 
not allowing yourself to fall too deeply into it. Just grab that two by four and put it, put it on the sides. There you go. Yeah, that's right. You know, uh, we we need to talk about the talking points. You know, of okay. what what can make that what can open up that rabbit hole. You know, uh, g- generally, what what kind of things can open up that rabbit hole? Um, for me, it was for for me my my former wife was probably my best friend, and with that. We shared, you know, not only the good moments, but also the bad moments. And towards the end of our relationship, there were probably more bad moments. But I always thought that, gee, you know, we had gotten through bad moments before. We'll get through these. But the point is, is that when you have one of those moments, you want to share that, you know, and now that that doesn't exist anymore, um, you have to figure out, well, gee, how do I share that moment now? Do I share that, you know, within myself or have you developed new relationships and new friendships that you feel comfortable sharing those new experiences, whatever they may be? And uh, that's what's important is to keep looking forward at when you have those experiences that you can share them with those who you have become friends with, like you and I, um, I feel comfortable sharing events with you now as maybe as, as trivial as they may be, or as, as, uh, grand as they may be, which is part of that new beginning. There's part of that new beginning. So there's that, um, running into people that you both shared a friendship. And I think we both know whether it's in any sense, mainly for us, it's with separation and divorce, is there were those couple relationships that we had. And within those friendships, some are stronger, more uh, affiliated or aligned with maybe you or your wife former wife, and then there's the times that, and you keep those, and, you know, that kind of, you have to get used to, if you're keeping that friendship that you both were involved with, like we have, we have this really good friendship with this couple that we know, and uh, they've chosen to stay in touch with both of us, and they do that very well for us. Wow. That's the exception. That's the exception. That's yeah. the exception. Because usually they split off, you know, it's kind of like Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> Who gets the friends? Who? I get friend A, you get friend B. Yeah, that's, that is awesome. And that's, that speaks highly of your friends. And there's not time. very many, David. Yeah. There's not very many like that. But then there's the times, and I don't know if you've experienced that, where you've actually bumped into old friends that – probably are aligned with your former spouse now either that or you bump into people that don't know that's that's even more awkward ah yeah that's that's awkward hey how's 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 kimmy (laughs) yeah uh kimmy is dead to me sorry yeah (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's yeah i've done both um that's that's a that's a tough place to be 
Another place is, is probably where you have maybe acquaintances or, you know, those are probably more acquaintances when you run into people and they don't know mm-hmm. because probably your close relationships or your good friends already know. But over time, I, I think that whether it be at, at work or at uh, other social gatherings, like for me, it's it's the church. Yeah. So... Over time, people come to understand that, and um, yeah, it, it, it can get awkward. And I, I think it's it's probably it, it's probably helping that what you have to be is sensitive to their feelings, not yours, in explaining to them, "Gee, we're we're not together anymore." I don't know about that one. Jeff. Really? How do you <laughs> how do you look at it? I see it a little as, as you know, I can see where you want to be sensitive to their feelings. But at that point, if you're trying to get from the ending, the transition into new beginning, it's all about you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it'd be nice to sugarcoat it. But um, that's, I think if you're trying to be sensitive to their feelings, that doesn't help you get through this. Okay. So. Okay. That's, that's what I just think. And maybe yeah. that's why yeah. at times you find yourself oscillating until yeah. you learn. How to get selfish. How to get selfish a little bit more. And and I think selfish is is a part of how to how to get to this transition. Okay. Because you can't please everybody. And and that's a that's part of pleasing everybody. But that's that's kind of you because you're a great guy, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Well Yeah, you're a great guy. Gotta be more selfish. Time for Jeff. It's a good point, David. There you go. And and, you know, you're right. I I think I, I still Try to be sensitive to other people's feelings, but then at the same time, yeah, um, um, over time, um, oh, yeah, we're starting to, yeah, it, it's, it's a learned, it, it's, it's a learned type of, of, uh, behavior. You know, it's almost like that, you know, that the, the person that's sensitive to their feelings, like you, you're trying to be sensitive so they can go from the ending transition to beginning, but no, it's about you, me, yeah, trying to, trying to go there. You know, the way you feel about my wife, my ex-wife and our relationship doesn't mean a hill of beans to me. That doesn't help me heal. Okay. I'm just saying, because I'm the ultimate selfish guy, but that's all right. Hey, that's that's what friends are for. No, that's true. That's true. And, and that's part of that experience. Like you say, the new beginning by being able to discuss things yeah. like we're just discussing. You're saying, hey, Jeff, you're too nice a guy about this. Yeah. Think of it in terms of no... Yes, you want to be understanding, but they need to be understanding of you. Oh, definitely. So that's the yeah. self. That that that's not necessarily being selfish. That's being more respectful of your own yeah. self well being, really, more than anything else. So that's a point well taken. Because it takes a lot of energy to sugarcoat stuff. You know, you yeah. got you, you got to get the pan out. You got you got to <laughs> get the sugar out. You got to heat it up. You got to sugarcoat it. Uh uh-uh. uh No more sugarcoating, Jeff. And then sometimes that sugar, if you if you leave it on the heat too long, burns. it gets burned, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that sugar's burnt and it's nasty. And it's nasty. And it's yeah. hard to clean up. Yeah, so. you would you would think church would be a um a mechanism where it, it would be easy to not have to explain, but you know, church is just like the world. So it is. Go. Yeah, it's just like the world. It's a microcosm of society. Yeah. It, uh, more so than I ever thought, and I really became to realize it more so when, uh, yeah, when we divorced, when yeah. we separated, and when we divorced. Yeah, one of my uh, patients told me once. He said, uh, 
everybody in church ain't saved. I was like, wow, that's deep. <laughs> that's simple. <laughs> that's, that's true. Simple. That's so. true. That's true. So, yeah, and, and uh, yeah, you're not only running into people, but events you've attended or, or now attend or, you know, it just causes you to, to reminisce about the past. But then, like you say, recognizing that for what it is and being able to not get stuck, yep. not get stuck. So. And of course, you have the holidays coming up. The holidays, we, yep, that's, this is probably perfect timing to. Yeah talk about this because this is probably the the time that that uh it's most at the forefront of your mind or or the more times that it comes up and even the holidays even in happier times or when you were together or when you had family events it was still stressful it's just that it was probably um something that you had been used to and accepted and dealt with but now, you know, it, it, it's the same. It's the same type of approach. Is that there's new things to do for the holidays. There's new things that are going to occur that are going to that are going to uh, create those new memories. So, like maybe even if you were with your, if I was still with my family, if I was still married. I think there would still be new events that we would have to that we would have to adapt to and 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 uh, uh, accept and move on. So it's the same without them now. It's just being able to. You don't have that comfort or that that. Um, what am I trying to say? Um, it is kind of a comfort zone, but it's that. Hmm, kind like of stuck. peace, like at peace, or yeah, or the, like the normalcy, 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 comfort. Yeah, okay. the normalcy, even if it is, even if it's a bit, um, um, Off dysfunctional. dysfunctional. Yeah, there, there we go. It there took me go. a minute. Yeah, we'll have to. You know, one of my uh, entry moment, interesting moments was. Uh, my ex's uh, birthday and our anniversary were three days apart. Oh, so it it, it just wasn't one day. It, it was like like a couple of days that I, that I really had to you know purge that from my mind. And every now and then I'll send her a text on her birthday if I remember, but it's not a priority. Okay, but yeah, so it's almost like you know, like you said, getting getting those new memories and put put those on top of the old memories and. And having the new memories become more important. Exactly. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And those key dates, it doesn't have to necessarily be a, a birthday or it doesn't have to be an anniversary. It can yeah. be, um, you know. First date. A first date. Yeah. It can be a song you hear on a radio that, you know, those types of things. So, anyway. But the more that you understand it and and get used to it and uh, uh, create new memories by association with with other people and going to events with them and experiences with them that, you know, the next time you are 
at the mall or you're at the store or you hear something on the radio, you're experiencing, you're remembering that experience more than you are the past one. You know, I was just thinking of something, you know, we, we talk about, and we talked about this before, not on this show, we talked about a having a village. And I just thought, you know, the only villagers you should have are people that fit in this piece. Okay. If, if they fit positively ending transitioning beginning then you keep them yeah if they don't you know they're just fluff and yeah. and you know we have a hard time getting rid of villagers <laughs> yeah it's not the easiest thing to do sometimes even if the one, one of the villagers is your family that's because true. i've seen family bring people down but if that villager doesn't fit within this uh i'm gonna call it a paradigm i like that word paradigm that's a good one yeah I like it too. Jeff's paradigm. Jeff's paradigm. If they don't fit, you must have quit. Pow, they're gone. <laughs> yeah. The glove doesn't fit. The parad- If you don't fit in the paradigm, you must be acquitted. Yeah. Everybody must go. Yeah. Well, that was an interesting. Uh, I'd like to thank Jeff for coming by and talking about managing the stress, the stages of stress, and how it relates to separation, divorce, and loss of job and or loss of a family or loved one, you know, um, it's a condensed version of the seven stages of grief, which works out perfect. So, um, we want to thank everybody for listening. Yeah, that went long. See, it, it just goes. It just does. Like butter. Want, want to thank Jeff for coming by. Thank you for and, having And uh, we're definitely going to have Jeff come by again with, with another Jeff paradigm. <laughs> so you guys take care. Have a nice night. Bye-bye.